Hello, you're listening to the WAMDA podcast. My name is Triska Hamid and I'm the editor at WAMDA. There's a section in Abu Dhabi's international airport where the tiling on the floor differs rather drastically to the rest. When passengers walk along them, they bounce back slightly. The reason is that there is a fair bit of mechanical engineering underneath each tile, which harvests energy from each footstep. This energy can then be used to power the lights in the airport. The technology is the brainchild of PaveGen, a UK-based company founded by Lawrence Kemble Cook, who believes that his technology is the most sustainable form of energy. Now, looking back over this past year, it is climate change and sustainability that has dominated the global agenda. In the Middle East, the conversation is limited to only a few sectors, but awareness is increasing thanks to the Greta Thunberg effect. Now, more people than ever are aware of the need to limit greenhouse gases and become more sustainable. The Swedish teenager has, however, been criticised for being vocal without providing a solution to the climate change problem. But around the world, there are plenty of entrepreneurs who are providing innovative solutions. And PaveGen is one of them. We spoke to Lawrence about his company and the need to become more sustainable. Hi, Lawrence. Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. For those of us who don't know what kinetic energy is, tell us a little bit about what that is exactly. Sure. So kinetic energy is about generating energy from your footsteps. So every time you walk, you can generate a small amount of power from the step you make. So imagine in London, there's 10 million people in the city. Imagine if every time they move, you could harness that energy, you could power lights with it, or even store it in batteries. So it's all about people power and energy from their footsteps. So did that idea for PaveGen come about because you wanted to create a kinetic energy company or were you looking for a sustainable and renewable source of energy and chanced upon it? So my journey came um, about as I was an engineer, a designer, and I was working at the largest energy company in Europe. And they said to me, Lawrence, can you design us a new form of renewable energy to be used in cities? So I looked at solar, I looked at wind. The problem is... Solar and wind only work out at sea, in a field, or on a rooftop. It doesn't work in dense urban environments. So I failed. I got fired from the energy company. Hanging my head in shame, I returned to London. I spent five years in my bedroom thinking about the problem after graduating from Loughborough University. And I thought, hey, what if we could use energy that's all around us? What if we could use something as simple as a human footstep to generate clean power? And started building prototypes. You know, I've built a thousand prototypes now. Had that ever been done before, using footsteps to create energy? I think the idea is, is an old idea, right? It's a bit like wind power. You know, how long has that been around for? I think it's about the execution. So Trevor Bayliss, for example, used some kind of hand crank thing on his shoe and walked through the desert a few years ago. Um, and that, that's old tech. We made a technology that is applicable for today, that is robust, is very efficient, and has a potential to really scale too. So we've, we've executed, I believe, better. And I'm always going to say that. I'm biased, I know. But I think we've done the best, best, best job out there. And how long did it take you to come up with the prototype and launch the company? About six years. Um, I lived in a flat in Brixton in South London, um, and I lived off prize money. So basically, I'd have to win a prize, otherwise I wouldn't be able to pay rent or eat food. And so I spent six years doing this on the side of events, of, of, of entering prizes. And uh, eventually, after six years, we, we secured funding. Um, people started buying a product. I actually broke into a building site in South London. I broke in there at two in the morning, illegally installed my tile, and I connected it to lights. So when you walked, it would power lighting. And uh, the problem is, no one would buy my product without investment and no one would invest without revenue. So I was like, what am I going to do? So I believe that entrepreneurs make their own luck. So I went out there, I installed it. The next day, 
uh, I put it on my website. I said, the future of energy is here in big letters on my website. And, and got um, arrested. And I got a phone call. I got a phone call from Westfield Shopping Mall. Okay. And Westfield said, Lawrence, we saw on your website you did an installation. Is this true? Yes. Did it work? Yes. They didn't ask me, was it illegal? So I didn't actually lie. And they said, we'd like to buy an installation. I said, yeah, sure. It'll cost you £200,000. And they paid it. And then my company became real. How did you maintain the motivation and the tenacity to stick at it for six years? Was there no point where you thought, this is not possible? I think that if you were my friend, you'd know that I'm quite annoying and I'm quite obsessed with things. And so if there's something I want to do or want to get, I get it. But if it takes me six years, I will continue. So if it's a ping pong game that I lost to you, you're like, Lawrence, that was seven years ago. Why, why do you still want to rematch? So I, I get obsessive, and I guess that's what allowed me to just keep keep going on this because of my, I guess, obsessive personality, which is I'm not going to stop until I take this around the world. That's ultimately my, my goal with this, this technology. So you had your first installation illegally. When did you have your first legal one? And well, how did it snowball to where yeah, you are today? So I've always had really bold ideas and big ideas to take it. So I actually launched in Nigeria and Rio de Janeiro um, for our launch projects. I wouldn't recommend startups in London doing that. Why did you go there? So it actually started in the, I won uh, Shell Entrepreneur of the Year Award and Shell phoned me and said, Lawrence, we're going to put your name on a billboard and say how great what you're doing is. I was like, guys, that doesn't make much sense. Why don't we use the money from the billboard and do something really cool? And um, I found some amazing people at Shell who really believed in my idea, who put their jobs on the line. And we dug up a soccer field in Brazil in a favela, and we used the energy of people playing soccer to power the lights. So the power of sport turned the lights on and kept them on. So it was an amazing way to utilize kinetic energy in cities. Now, Shell funded that. Pele was a brand ambassador for it. Shell realized that the stories that were created off this project were some of the most positive stories they've ever seen. Um, you can imagine how challenging it is being an oil brand. And um, they really, they, they bought into it. And so they then invested in us to go and do it in Nigeria. And they don't, didn't invest in the actual company, but they funded the project. So we launched in those markets with their help. And they believed in me. They understood we were at early stage. They understood there was three of us. Yeah, by the end of it, there was 30 of us. So we, we kind of grew a lot with their, their, their support. But you know, today, PaveGen operates across 36 countries. We've had in excess of half a billion footsteps on our product. Um, and that's around 250 installations. And I guess the ones that really are important to us are like outside the White House. Um, we've got an installation there near DuPont Circle. Um, Abu Dhabi Airport, we're in East Kowloon in Hong Kong, like a major new building there, um, and soon to be a major hospital in, uh, in Saudi Arabia too. So, so how, min how much energy does one footstep, footstep um, create, or generate rather? Yeah, so the technology works by when you walk on it, it converts your weight into electrical power. It has a flywheel that spins, so every footstep will rotate a flywheel. There'll be magnets and copper in that flywheel. It uses positive EMF, a very old way of generating energy. So the heavier you are, the more energy you create? That is correct. <laughs> we may have just been talking on stage about how American energy yields are higher. I'm not going to comment on that or how or why, but the data Finally, speaks for itself. Finally, it pays to be overweight. Yeah, exactly. And, and also, I have data on how many people are at Trump's inauguration because the tiles produce power, right? And then the Women's March, we also have data on that. Now, I'm not allowed to broadcast it till 2028, so I'll, I'll keep that one quiet, um, sadly. Um, but in terms of the energy, we produce um, anywhere from two to five watts of energy. It depends on how heavy you are, how fast you're moving, if you're running, jumping. Um, so we'll, we'll average it out around three joules. We'll assume the worst on an installation. And then that's how we, we get our power and we store that in batteries. So what does that mean for a city? How many uh, street lamps does that power? 
Yeah, so what it means for a city is we're never going to power the world through people walking, right? It's, it's, it needs to be part of an energy mix. So we need solar, we need wind, we need all this cool stuff that hasn't even been invented yet. We need to take part of cities off grid, and we can do that with PaveGen. So what I mean by that is you can power all the lights on a busy shopping street with people walking. Now, if it's a very quiet street, so today we're sitting in the lobby of the Jumeirah Hotel, which is a fantastic hotel, but it's not the busiest. Purely, it's just it's a, it's a high-class hotel that you don't want thousands of people in. Now, it wouldn't really work in this environment. However, more of the Emirates has got very, very high footfall, and we would be more applicable to pyramid lighting. So think of Paveden as a small energy contributor to the overall energy mix that will be part of the story in the future. So how much have you raised in investment so far? So today, we're, we've just received backing from the Hedunja Group. So the richest two men in the UK have backed us, uh, Tamar Capital, and a, a number of, we, we did one of the largest crowd funds in the UK. Um, so we, we've we capitalized with, with over 5 million today, uh, and we're, we're raising, you know, moving forward. Because a technology like PaveGen needs capital, huge amount of working capital, but you're creating something tangible that's real. It's not an app that could disappear tomorrow or get blocked by Facebook and have no value. This is something that is a tangible technology that is sticky in cities. And we also, we're a hardware company, but we have SaaS data revenue from our products. So when you walk over it, uh, we generate data that rewards you for your footsteps. And so I'll sell an installation and about 30% of that revenue is recurring. So we, we think the SaaS element is really important to what we're doing. Do you think it's more difficult or easier to raise investment for a hardware company like yours? Okay, oh my God, it's the hardest thing in the world. There's like books about it. Like hardware is hard. It's so many companies die. You know, if you look at, you know, Juicero uh, died. Look how much challenge Tesla's having. Dyson tried to make an electric car and realized it doesn't work. Hardware is hard and is, is definitely less sexy than a SaaS business because you can build and scale that in two or three years. Um, I think that we need physical things. We'll never live a world where we don't have hardware. You know, App Apple's smart, I think the, the net, Net profit of Apple was nearly 30 billion last year, showing that as one of the most valuable companies in the world, building stuff still pays. So it is important to recognize the value of great hardware and what that means. Is there greater understanding of sustainability and this move towards protecting the climate? Has that had an impact on how people perceive you or receive you? So what we're seeing now is the Greta effect, the, the, the Al Gore effect. So if you look back 10 years ago when I had the first idea for this technology, no one cared. It, it was all about bottom line, how much is this worth? What's my return on investment? Now we're seeing with the eradication in the UK, especially of um, plastic bottles uh, soon and also plastic bags, which has been a really amazing initiative by the government. Um, we're seeing real impact because consumers are driving the change. So now 69% of young people only want to work for a company that has a positive social corporate responsibility. So we're seeing that change now, and that's really important. So I think we're, we're definitely in a, in a good place. Why is it so important to have a sustainable solution for cities? Why is it important to have a sustainable solution? So if you look at the big picture, you know, Bangladesh will be flooded in a few years. The, you know, I've, just, I've just spent a time living on a glacier. It's retreating so fast. It's unbelievable. The glaciers seeing it firsthand. You know, Delhi is really suffering right now. There's 2.2 million children with permanent lung damage. And that's the official number. So I, I imagine it's nearer 10 million, the real one. So there's some major issues going on in the world. And we need to really address that to make the world a better place to live. And simply put, technology will save us. That's what we need to do is find those solutions to improve the planet. Sitting in this lovely hotel in Dubai today may not feel like there's a climate problem, but it's happening but just not in our faces and we all need to do our bit.
So what's next for you guys? You've, you're already in Abu Dhabi Airport. Any other projects in the region? Yeah, so we're really excited about taking the technology across the MENA region. So especially Saudi Arabia, we'll be launching the big projects there soon. Also Dubai, um, Expo 2020 is going to be the biggest construction site in the world and, and soon to launch in a year's time. So we're excited about that. And then further afield, you know, we're doing projects in America that we'll see in excess of 50 million square meters of our technology being used, which is unfathomable the quantum and you know it's not going to happen next week but we're working on these mega projects that will really see paved and taking off you know, we've just done our first big installations in mexico and transport sites um korea hong kong um so we're getting some really good growth so i think just watch this space uh, as the technology really takes off one step at a time <laughs> that was cheesy i'm sorry i see what you did there well thank you very much for your time lawrence awesome thanks so much